Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday morning, December 11th. Lots to talk about, nothing more important than the Bucks game tomorrow. Uh, going against the Buffalo Bills and their fans, the Bills Mafia. We'll be talking about them, other football games in the NFL, as well as the college standings came out. Want to hear your thoughts on the top four. Number here is 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to kick the show off on Power 90.1. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature landing-only specialties like shareable appetite. Seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, cornhole, and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook. Or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back, and we've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers, depart as friends. Now. Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Like I said, lots to get to. The Bucks playing tomorrow at home against the Buffalo Bills. Should be a great time with Raymond James. You know how that Buffalo Mafia travels. So I think that you're going to have a lot of good interaction both on and off the field tomorrow. The Bills are coming off a short week after that game, if you want to call the game, uh, up in Buffalo against the Patriots on Monday night. Talk about uh, a strange game, to put it nicely. What, how many times did Mac Jones pass the ball? Three times or something? 40-mile-an-hour uh, wins. Uh, just a game that really wasn't fun to watch. Buffalo came out. They tried to pass the ball a little bit, but that didn't work. So I think that as we go into this game, no, we're nine and three right now, sitting in first place. Buffalo's seven and five, I believe, right behind uh, the, the Patriots in the NFC, in the AFC East. So it's a big game for Buffalo this week. I think you're going to see them come out, and they have a good defense, and especially on the. Um, a passing side of their defense, their secondary, um, they, they can they can lock some receivers up. So I think that the Bucks are going to be relying a lot on their running game this week. I think Fournette scored like five touchdowns the last couple games. Um, I think you're going to see a, a large dose of uh, the running game for the Bucks. They'll be able to run the ball. Uh, again, it's a short week for Buffalo. You don't recover as quickly. But um, on the offensive side of the ball, Buffalo isn't going to be able to run the ball most likely against us. Yeah, Atlanta had a couple runs in the game later on when it didn't mean much. But for the most part, uh, we're only giving up 85 yards, I believe, a game. So Buffalo doesn't have a running game. They don't even try to fake it anymore. So I think you're going to see Josh Allen throw the ball about 40 times uh, tomorrow. Uh, and, you know, they do have a decent receiving core led by Diggs there and, and even Beasley's playing pretty decent. But Sherman may be off. Actually, he is off the IR. He's uh, activated to play. Whether or not he does, 
or not, we'll see. But I think that, you know, with Carlton Davis still back there being healthy, we should be okay. The way that the Buffalo has a chance is because Allen's able to scramble, get out of the, uh, in between the tackles, head towards the sideline and uh, find somebody downfield. They may keep it interesting for a while, but in the long run, I don't believe that Buffalo is going to be able to um, have the ball all that much. We're going to take time off the clock by running the ball, throwing some short screens. You're going to see the middle being open, I believe. A good dose of Cameron Braid, Rob Gronkowski, maybe uh, Fournette out of the backfield. So I think that uh, we're going to use some good clock maintenance, and it may not be as high of a scoring game that we're used to, uh, but if Buffalo wants to play that way and go into a shootout, um, we can accommodate them on that end as well. And I really think that however Buffalo wants to play, we'll be able to go out there and in the end prevail. It's going to be a close game. Don't get me wrong. I'm thinking maybe 27-21, uh, 27-24, something like that. But I do think that in the end, um, our defense is going to be able to cause problems for Buffalo, especially on uh, that short week. Like I said, it will be fun if you go into the game. Look forward to um, seeing a lot of Buffalo fans there. It's always, um, you know, going to a game down here in Tampa. It's always strange for me to see so many fans from the opposing team, especially when you. Uh, our playing teams like uh, Green Bay, like Buffalo, like Pittsburgh, it's really a different type of atmosphere than what other home fields uh, accommodate. But with that said, it should be a great game. Looking forward to watching it being played. Um, that game's at 425. But before that, there's a number of games that um, you know are, are going to be pretty interesting. That The Raiders... They're playing at Kansas City. That's a one o'clock game. Uh, the spread on that one is nine and a half. Kansas City, the favorite. I think that's kind of high, although I do think that right now Kansas City is playing as well as anyone in the AFC. Uh, Mahomes, he passed for you know five touchdowns over 400 yards um, when they played. So I think that if you look at what they're doing right now, they have a good chance of posting those big offensive numbers if they can protect Mahomes. That's the big issue with uh, Kansas City. But um, so far, they've been able to do that. Travis Kelsey, of course, I think he'll have a big game against the Raiders. Um, he seems to be able to you know, get back on, uh, get his swag back on, if you will, after catching eight passes uh, in the November meeting that they had against Oakland. So, uh I, I do look for the Chiefs to win that game, but I don't think they're going to win by the uh, by the ten points. So I would uh, maybe take the Raiders and the points in that one. One of the games before that is going to be um, Cowboys at Washington as well. Cowboys eight and four. They got off to a great start. Obviously, Washington coming on a little bit. Uh, I think that uh, if you look with uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, most likely, you're going to see him having a rushing touchdown against Washington in this game. Michael Parsons holds down that Washington defense, but I, I think you're going to have Prescott maybe taken off a little bit more, and I think the ankle injury 
that he had is starting to ease up a little bit. And when he plays Washington, uh, he is seven and one as a starter with uh, 13 touchdown passes and only one interception, I believe I saw against um, that team. So I, I do look for Dallas to uh, go out there and they're favored by four. I, I think that Dallas will actually go out there. And even though it's at Washington, I think they have too many weapons. I don't think Washington can stop them. And I think that uh, Dallas will win that game and improve their record to nine and four. Another interesting one that's an early game are the Ravens. They're eight and four. They'll be playing at Cleveland. Cleveland's six and six. Uh, it's a close game. They actually, the even though the Ravens are eight and four, Cleveland's the favorite in this game, believe it or not, by uh, two and a half um, or a field goal, three points. Should be interesting to see what happens. Which Browns offense is going to show up? Um, you know, when you look at, are they going to be able to run for more than 150 yards against one of the you know, NFL's top rank uh, run defense, which is Baltimore? So last time they played, Baltimore held them to, I think, 40 yards in the game, 40 rushing yards. So uh, you have Nick Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, they're the healthiest part of, of, of Cleveland's offense. Ravens, you never know what team you're going to get with them as well. You don't know how Lamar Jackson's going to come out and play. It seems to me the more I watch that team, the more Baltimore's game plan seems to be let Lamar just drop back and, and see what he needs to do. Um, let him find a way to win, whether it's throwing the ball downfield or you know, if he has to take off with it, let him do it that way. So I don't really see a clear-cut game plan with the Ravens at this point, but it has been working for them. They're finding ways to win, and you know, sometimes in that league, you want to be lucky uh, more so than being good sometimes. You have a couple of five and seven teams, the Falcons and the Panthers, um, that one's pretty evenly matched. Uh, I don't know. I find a way to think that uh, Matt Ryan's going to go out there and have a decent game for uh, two quarters then go out there and find a way to throw a couple interceptions and uh, put them right back at the drawing board and probably end up losing the game. Although Atlanta um, has been playing decent, I think that the Panthers are going to probably come away and win this game. Who would have thought the Saints are five and seven at this point in the season? Jets three and nine. Yeah, I think most people would have pretty much thought that. But uh, Saints at Jets, that that's also a one o'clock game. I think the Saints are going to probably win this game by about a touchdown. Not much to say about that one. You have Seattle and Texans. Not much to say about that one as well. Um, I don't know who Houston's going to start. Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills. I don't think it much matters. Even though Seattle is nothing to write home about this year, I think they're still going to be able to find a way to win that game. Giants are playing at the Chargers. Chargers are 7-5. and five. They're a 10-point favorite in this game. And uh, I look for Austin Eckler to have a, a huge game. He may even break the 200-yard mark. If you watch the game on Thursday night, you saw what Delvin Cook did coming off the injury list. Ran for 206 yards. What a great game he had. And I'll talk about them in a second. But uh, I do look for Austin Eckler to have a good game. And I think that... Uh, the Chargers are going to probably uh, win this game 
uh, going away, actually. I don't think that the Giants have a chance to win the game. The Lions, the 110 and 1 Lions, are playing at the Broncos. Um, first of all, I want to say, sad to hear about Demarius Thomas um, passing away this week, uh, 30, 33 years old, um, found dead on Thursday. Um, tragic. I, you know, anyone that played with him or uh, was associated with him said that for as good of a player that he was, he was even a better person. And um, there's not many people like that in this world that we can afford to lose. So my thoughts and prayers go out to the Thomas family. Hopefully um, um, they'll find out what happened and maybe be able to prevent that for the next time and we'll see what happens. But Teddy Bridgewater, uh, you know, quarterback for Denver right now, um, I think that they'll probably come out and they're a 10-point favorite. They're going to win that game, I would think. Uh Jared Goff, despite winning last week, I don't think he has uh, two games in a row to win in, in, in his uh, repertoire. Uh, another game that might be interesting will be the 49ers and Cincinnati. Cincinnati 7-5. and five. Um, San Fran 6-6. Six and six. This game is at Cincinnati. The last time they played, last uh, I think it was two years ago, the 49ers ran all over Cincinnati. Um, right now, Cincinnati is sixth in the NFL in rush defense, so it's probably not going to happen like it did before. I do look for a big game out of the Niners' tight end, George Kittle. I think he'll find a way to get open, and I do think that the um, – um, the Bengals will find a way to win this game by probably uh, a field goal, but it's going to be close. There's a night game, of course, tomorrow. The Bears will be playing the Packers. Uh, I guess most of what you hear about these two teams right now, Packers at 9-3, and three, they're cruising along, trying to get the home field advantage throughout the playoffs like we are. Um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he had the bye week. He says his toe is healing fine. But, you know, we'll see what happens when they get into the game. Whenever you have two teams playing in that division, the Bears, even though they're 4-8, and eight, they always tend to, you know, perk up for some of the game. They look like they're, you know, doing well. All of a sudden, they go back to their old ways and, and find a way to, to lose. I don't think it'll be any different uh, tomorrow night. I think that Green Bay... We'll find a way to win. I think Devontae Adams is only a couple touchdowns shy of tying uh, Jordy Nelson's record for the second most in franchise history. So I do look for the uh, Green Bay Packers to win that game. And then on Monday night, the Rams, probably the best game of the week. The Rams are 8-4. and four. They'll be playing at Arizona, who's 10-2. and two. Uh, Arizona's favorite in this game as well they should be. The Rams are in a little bit of a disarray right now despite, you know, picking up defensive tackle Aaron Donald and, you know, Vaughn Miller a couple weeks ago. They really haven't put things together. And I think it's going to come down to a, a game of cat and mouse between these uh, two pass rushers and Kyler Murray, the quarterback for Arizona. Um, you know, who's, he's back from a 
uh, ankle sprain that he had just came back last week and had a great game. So Arizona is one of the best teams in the league right now. Many people thought that the Rams were the team to beat um, going into the season and even, you know, four or five games into the season. So I think that I, I'm going to go out in the line. And I'm going to say that the Rams are going to go ahead and win this game. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I look for a fairly high-scoring game, and I think the Rams are going to pull off a victory in this one. We'd love to hear your thoughts. As always, 877-448-7901. You can go to JimmyBSports.com, shoot me an email, tell me what you think the Bucks are going to have to do to win the game, and are they going to have the home field in the playoffs? Let me know. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, welcome back. If you had a chance to watch some of the college football games last week, the conference championships, you really had a chance to see some really good college football. Alabama knocked off Georgia, beat them by 20-some points. Uh, Michigan Knocked off Iowa. Um, they stayed at number two. And Cincinnati was able to beat Houston by 15 points. So the top four teams right now heading into the bowls. You have one Alabama, two Michigan, three Georgia, and four Cincinnati. So you know, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on those top four. Like we've mentioned many times on this show, I think that we need to expand the college football format so that there's more than four teams and you know make it make it ten teams where um, the top two get buys and the other four play. So other four games played and the winners. So I think we have those four teams right now. Number one, you have Alabama. They'll be playing number four, Cincinnati, on New Year's Eve. And then you have number two, Michigan, playing number three, Georgia. Looking at those two games, I think that um, the first one, I'm sure, will be Cincinnati and Bama. I don't think I saw the... Um, schedule come out yet for a times, but I'm sure that'll be the first one on the networks. Cincinnati will you know, come out with some trick plays. Um, th- obviously, they're not in the same league, I don't think, as Alabama or Michigan or Georgia, for that matter, based on who they played during the year. Now, everyone they played, to be fair, they beat. So that's why they're number four right now. I do think they'll make it a interesting game. I think that they'll come out and um, show some trick plays. And I think that um, it will be it'll, it'll be a fun game to watch. However, when it's all done, Alabama should win that game. And then they'll play the winner of the next one that night, Michigan 
and uh, Georgia. Michigan had a great game. They really looked tough against Iowa. They're the Big Ten champs, obviously. And they'll be going against a Georgia team that um, only got beat once this year, and that was last week against Alabama. So you might be catching Georgia at a time where uh, they have some things to prove. They were number one for, I believe, the whole season. Maybe not the first week, but after that they were. And like I said, just fell from one to three last week after the Alabama game. So uh, I think that Georgia's defense will find a way to slow down Michigan's offense. And um, I look for it to be a low-scoring game. But I do think that Georgia will win that game, setting up a rematch of Alabama and Georgia in the um, final championship game. I know that um, a lot of people thought that maybe those two teams uh, earlier in the season, and when it's all said and done, it probably will be those two teams. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, 877-448-7901. You can email me, sports at power901.com. Or go to JimmyBSports.com and shoot me an email that way. Let me know what you thought of the games last week. If you had a chance to watch them, what you think of uh, the top four, according to the football pundits. And who do you think is going to win those two games? A um, couple other games of interest in the bowl games anyway. Uh, down here, you're going to have Penn State playing Arkansas at the Outback Bowl. That's always on New Year's Day. That should be a, a great game. Penn State fans travel well, as you know, and they'll be uh, playing Arkansas here at Raymond James. Uh, talking about Penn State, I guess Sean Clifford announced yesterday that he was going to come back for the fifth year and, and play with Penn State. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what to think about that. I, I I assume if you looked at his options in the NFL, there really wasn't any for him at this point. So I think that's why he decided to stay. From all accounts, he's a um, great teammate, um, would run through the wall to uh, help win a game. Unfortunately, since he's not uber talented, uh, he'll be more as a mentor, I think, with the two quarterbacks they have coming in as freshmen. But um, they'll be down here on, on New Year's Day. You also are going to have um, Notre Dame playing Oklahoma State. That's going to be the uh, Fiesta Bowl later on that day on New Year's Day. And then the Rose Bowl game features Ohio State and Utah. That's, um, I guess, the granddaddy of them all, they used to say. So Ohio State's in that game. And then Ole Miss will be playing uh, Baylor later that night in the uh, Sugar Bowl. I believe that's over in Alabama. So uh, they're the main bowl games. We'll be breaking down some bowl games next week as we get closer. They start December 17th. We'll be talking about you know, Florida and uh, UCF playing. And, uh, you know, one of the things about college football right now, it really is amazing to me, the transfer portal that you have. You have... Players that maybe not living up to their potential, the coach is playing someone else, a uh, player decides to go and take his uh, talents to a different university, it goes into the transfer portal. And then you have people, well, that's not, that's not right for the players to be doing that. They committed to a certain school. Well, the way I see it, you have coaches doing the same thing right now. 
you have coaches going on these recruiting um, meetings meetings with these players at their homes and whatnot, and they're looking them straight in the eye saying, oh, I'm going to be there for the whole four years. Don't have to worry about that. And all of a sudden, someone throws a truckload of money at them and they're gone. So you can't really have it one way and not the other. I, I think that there really does need to be some type of stipulation in place, but it's going to be hard to, um, I think, enforce in today's day and age. That's one of uh, it's one of the issues that I think needs to be addressed along with the name, image, and likeness that college sports is going through right now. I'd love to hear your comments on that as well. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you think it's within you know, their rights and doesn't really affect anything. And, you know, maybe you're right, but I think it just doesn't sit right with um, all of a sudden someone just gets up and says, oh, I want to leave and without any real penalty or um, having to wait, they can go and play someplace else. So love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, a couple other things college-wise, uh, things that bothered me this past week, women's basketball, UConn, Gino Ariema, um, they're playing Notre Dame last week. And as you know, Notre Dame's a, a team that is always right there along with UConn. And, uh, you know, UConn was up by 19 points with a minute and change to go in the game. And Ariema still has his starters in the game. Um, again, up by 19 points. But it's not the first time he's done that. Uh, he, he's done that throughout his career, being there. He's, he likes to run up the score. No, no two ways about it. That's that's what he does. That's the way he is. And, um, you know, he's won 11 championships. So, you know, I guess you can't really argue with what he does. You don't have to like it. I don't like it, but that's what he does. So you talk about coaches winning 11 championships between besides him um, and Phil, uh, Phil Jackson, they're the only two that have won that many, I believe. So back to the game. In doing that, their star player hurts her ankle, and she's out for six to eight weeks. Then they go on to get beat later on in the week by, I think it was Georgia State or Georgia, Georgia Tech, I believe. So anyway, they're in disarray right now, and I don't understand why you have to do something like that. In the art of sportsmanship, when you're up by that many points, you take your starters out and you play the people on the bench. Give them some experience and let them play. Again, I'm not questioning his coaching skills. He's won, like I said, 11 championships. But the way he goes about it leaves a lot to be um, liked, in, in my opinion. And again, love to hear your thoughts on that as well. If you want to chime in, go to GBSports.com and let me know what you think about that. Uh, switching gears a little bit to baseball for a minute. Talks are underway with the mayor of Tampa here, uh, Jane Castor, regarding uh, the raise in the stadium and you know, the proposal to build it. And what she had said this week, which really caught me by surprise, was that there really isn't any pushback on the raise in a... Um, sister city plan, if you will, playing half the season here in Tampa and half up in Montreal. Now, hearing her say that, I'm wondering what she's listening to because any any sports show that I listen to, people want the Rays to stay here. Uh, and again, the Rays were just voted the uh, number one run 
um, baseball team in, in Major League Baseball this year. I, again, I believe, I think they won it last year. But nonetheless, uh, they want the team to stay here, build a stadium, let them play the games here. Not half the games here, half the games up in Montreal. Again, Stu Sternberg is um, trying to do something that hasn't been done before. I don't believe either of the two cities want that. And the players definitely don't want it. They don't want to be leaving their families for four months going up to play in a um, different country where you have to get tested you know, every six hours to see if you can get in the country or get out of the country. That would be a logistical nightmare. So uh, aside from all that, we want to keep the team here and play. The team will build a stadium in Ybor. Uh, that much I can pretty much guarantee. But um, we as fans need to really start pushing back on this sister city plan of uh, two different venues for the race to play. So uh, I think that we'll talk more about that and maybe how we can do it on an upcoming show. But um, for right now, we need to focus on uh, getting the race to build that stadium here. I would love to see Sternberg sell his majority ownership to a local uh, entity or maybe have the minority owners um, pick up the slack. Hey, if you have to raise the, um, the surtax on on beer and burgers at the stadium, do it. That's what Texas has done. They built their stadium. It's working for them. It'll work down here as well. So um, that's my take on that. Like I said, we'll talk more about what we need to do going forward. But your thoughts on a uh, sister city plan half the season here half the season up there if you are in agreement with that i would love to hear your rationale on why you think that would be good because you are definitely in the minority from the people that i speak to down here again 877-448-7901 or sports at power 901.com uh guys unfortunately that's all the time we have today it always seems to go by uh much quicker than i'd like I'd love to hear your thoughts again on any of the relevant sports issues that are pending, whether it be the um, the Bucks game tomorrow, your thoughts on what the Bucks need to do the rest of the season, uh, the Rays, of course, and um, the college football. We'll talk about some college hoops next week. Look at some um, state teams and see uh, what the outlook for them is this year. As always, I enjoyed having the show with you. My name is Jim Barron. As always, stay vigilant, stay safe, and above all, stay positive. And we'll see you next week in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Have a great weekend.